Welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. It's Adam Adams. And when I'm not behind the mic, I am usually hosting awesome events and the Raising Money Summit is coming up. Please get your tickets right now. Just go to raisingmoneysummit.com and then you get a discount through the entire month of August. You'll get 20% off. Take advantage of that right now. Go to raisingmoneysummit.com and put in the promo code podcast and you'll get 20% off your tickets. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. What was going on on your end? I could just hear robots. Just robots? Yeah, I was like, like your voice was getting like roboticized. Oh, interesting. All right. Three, two. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today I am joined with Jeff Braylio. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. Jeff is actually a real estate investment attorney, and I asked him right before we started recording, I just said, hey, is that a a designation? I've heard of a real estate attorney. Is there a real estate investment attorney? And so what would you share the answer you started to share with me? Yeah, it's actually not a traditional practice area for lawyers, uh, and neither is asset protection. Yet many people probably heard of an asset protection attorney. So what we do, what I do, is essentially pull from a number of different legal practice areas, like uh, trusts and estates, corporate work, and real estate work, and combine them in ways that meet the needs of real estate investors. Uh, as an investor myself for twenty years, I realized that straightforward legal work didn't quite cut it. Because, uh, as you know, real estate investors are always on the cutting edge of new techniques, new ways to, to do a deal. And so they needed something flexible and adaptable. So I sort of created a practice specific towards real estate investors. So Jeff is launching an online course that will help you learn some of the things that he's sharing right now. We will give you that link at the end of today's show. So that way you'll be able to find exactly how to get there. It has a very modest um, price to be able to join and get this valuable, valuable content. I will say the price that you'll pay is less than one hour with Jeff if you just sat down. So you want to stay out to the end and be able to be able to grab that link when we share it with you. So Jeff, do me a favor, catch us up to where you are today and how you got into being a real estate investment attorney. Uh, I started doing my own real estate investing in about 1999, so I'm in my 20th year. And at that time, as a lawyer, I was actually an entertainment lawyer, uh, working with film producers and helping them raise money, millions of dollars, to do film projects. Uh, And on the side, I was doing real estate investing with another investor who was kind of my my coach or my guru, kind of showing me the ropes. And believe it or not, my first uh, flip projects, I actually used conventional financing. Had no idea what hard money lending even was. Uh, And then I started going, crap, there's, be- there's got to be better ways to do this. And I started seeking out other educators, RIAs, podcasts. I watched HGTV religiously every, every weekend uh, to do my flips or pick up my rentals and just got, caught the bug, got really excited about real estate and loved real estate more than I did the, the um, entertainment work. And I just started doing legal work for real estate investors and developed the practice that way. What is your main client right now today? Who are you serving? Uh, 90% of my clients are either part or full-time real estate investors. 
So these are people that are serious about their real estate investing uh, that really want to get to the next level. And if I may ask, why do they want you on their team as they grow their real estate investing business? Um, I'm kind of called the transactional guy. Uh, there's a lot of educators out there. They'll teach you a lot of things about a lot of different areas in real estate, but rarely do they actually get in at the nitty gritty document terms and protection details in the actual transaction. Uh, and that's kind of where I step in. Uh, you know, you might know like go to a course on how to wholesale, right? And you get all excited and you learn how to do the marketing and, and how to uh, negotiate with sellers and find a buyer's list. But the transactions are a completely different story. And there's a lot of issues that can arise that uh, newer investors don't understand. And that's kind of where I step in to keep my clients protected to make sure they're doing it correctly, that they got the proper documentation, and that the deal is going to go much more smoothly because they know sort of the process from beginning to end. I'd love to know what are two or three of the things that most real estate investors miss, but they don't miss because you're on the team. Uh, First is the proper entities to use in their transactions. Uh, and this is also not only just uh, asset protection, but tax savings. Uh, we do different kinds of real estate through different kinds of entities for different tax purposes. Uh, and I've seen clients put uh, a rental property into a, a corporation or an S-elected LLC, and you're smiling because you're going, yes, you know what's going on, your experience. But then they realize they go to refinance and to take that house out, it's a taxable event uh, just to do a refinance. So doing things right at the beginning can save you so much money, time, and headaches and taxes down the road if it's structured correctly. Uh, and then in the transactional side, just making sure that the documents and paperwork are correct, that you're covering all your bases and you've, and you've sort of forecasted the problems that might arise and dealt with them in advance. What are some of the problems that can arise in the paperwork just, uh, just so we can scare that brand new person before, <laughs> before they get into it and make a mistake? I think the biggest thing is just a lack of understanding of the terms that they'll see in a lot of documents. It's very common for real estate investors to have forms every, because they, we're business owners, so we're trying to cut costs. And you can't hire a real estate attorney on every single transaction. It would just be cost prohibitive. So they get the forms, but they don't really understand the terms in the forms. So when they get to either they're partnering with somebody or they're negotiating with a seller and they want to make a change to kind of fit the deal, they're changing documents they don't understand and they're actually creating problems that they don't even know about. So it's really about just understanding the core terms of the documents themselves. Got it. Got it. I come in to teach. I teach them the terms and the details. Okay. I have, a, I have a question here that um, it just makes me curious. I know that you live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. And um, so I'm sure you serve some clients that live in Salt Lake. Uh, in, this show has listeners all over the country and also in 17 other countries. And so I wanted to at least uh, bring this to the listener so that they know if you're the right person for them or not. So who do you serve? What city, uh, what states, what countries? From an educational standpoint, I, I serve the entire country and I have uh, students and clients all over the country uh, and I teach nationally. From a legal standpoint, there are a few restrictions on what I can do outside the state of Utah. Uh, but to a large degree, there are many things that I can do and provide uh, entities and some form documents that people can use all over the country. 
so when I do work with uh, either law clients or my coaching clients, uh, you know, I go over with them the things that I can and cannot do for them. But on the educational side, no, I can teach, I can teach nationally and, and have been doing so for a number of years. That is awesome. Thank you for going into that. And then I was, I was really curious to understand what's something that you've helped one of your clients with and really helped them out of a sticky situation where, where actually I believe that the listener can get a lot of value. Do you have a story like that? Yeah, it comes in partner in syndication. Uh, believe it or not, you know, in real estate, we always believe that everything has to be in writing because that's kind of ingrained in us. If it's not in writing, you don't have it. You don't have a contract, you don't have it. But believe it or not, especially when it comes to partnering with others, you don't need anything in writing. Your words and your behavior can create a legally binding partnership. So I had a client once who was investigating a potential deal, uh, a larger deal, it's about a $5 million apartment building. And so he was spending a lot of time in due diligence with this other partner. Uh, they both spent you know, thousands of dollars in doing the market research and secure, trying to secure funding and analysis of rents and things of this nature. Uh, and it turned out that my client no longer wanted to proceed with this particular partner. And then the partner came back and said, no, wait a minute. I've spent you know, tens of thousands of dollars. I put into this. I put in time. Uh, I want to be part of this deal. But my partner wanted to go his own way and find another partner to do the deal with. And uh, so in that situation, we were able to negotiate a settlement out. But from there on forward, he now uses something called a memorandum of understanding that he signs and his potential partner signs, clarifying that what they're doing at this stage is just background work, due diligence, and they're each responsible for their own costs. And if the partnership doesn't work out, then they go their merry way because there's no partnership formed until they actually sign some kind of more comprehensive written document. And so that, you know, that's what he does by religion. Every single time he talks to another partner, he gets that signed. So he doesn't have to worry about someone trying to come after him if he decides not to partner. So it may have cost a little bit of money for him to take care of the um, settlement. However, right. it sounds like he saved a lot, of, a lot more money by getting That's out right. of a bad partnership. Yeah. Now, that he, now that he knows how to do it in advance, yeah, he'll save himself thousands and thousands of dollars of trying to get out of something that he didn't want to be in in the first place. Just Love by it. being clear up front. Love it. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right into the final five. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their 9 to 5, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose, and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract and at 27 years old was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, 
Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. Mr. Jeff Braylio, what's the most creative deal you've ever done? Uh, I would say one that I really love to do, and I actually do, do it quite a bit now, is partnering with sellers on a flip project. So this is not a seller financing deal, and I'm not buying the property outright. I'm actually partnering with sellers. The seller stays on title. The seller carries the mortgage. I come in with rehab and my crew. We sign a joint venture agreement. Uh, I secure my money with a note and deed so he can't you know, walk away with the property and my money. Uh, and then the joint venture agreement spells out sort of how we're going to split things up. Usually I'll recoup my money. Maybe the seller will make a little bit right off the top there. And then we'll split things somehow, whatever, however the numbers work. Uh, I find this is a great strategy in flip projects where the spreads may not be as large. So you can't use uh, private money or hard money because the costs are too high. Uh, you want to save on closing costs because you never actually have to buy the house. And it saves on liability because, again, you're not the owner of the property. Uh, it's a great way to quickly get into a flip project and knock it out and make some good profit and return on the, just the rehab cost of the, of the project. I love that. So here's the thing. I've actually done that before, but I did it wrong. I did it wrong. So I'm listening to you protect yourself on uh, three different levels. And one of the ones that I'm, I can see is when I used to talk to sellers about uh, doing a JV on a deal, I didn't have a JV paperwork, but the biggest one is they were like, well, what happens if, if, if it doesn't work out? I'm like, I'm putting in like 40K of my own money that I can't get back. So of course it's going to work out, but you've, you've actually leaned the property. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I absolutely. I, right. I will lean anything I put money on. If I don't own it, I lean it. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So this is, this is super important because I've been, I mean, this is the creative real estate podcast. I've done all sorts of things <laughs> and outs and you're already doing everything better than me. So I would encourage people to reach out to you if they're going to be doing something creative financing. That is something you can help with, I assume. Uh, absolutely. Love to help people do deal. I love transaction. I love talking about transactions and coming up with another way to do it. Awesome. What's a book you recommend? Um, you know, I'm reading, um, I love Byron Katie. Um, and A Mind at Home with Itself is something that really resonates with me. It's a great way to center your mind, eliminate distractions, and eliminate sort of the negative thoughts that keep you from achieving your goals that you want to achieve. Um, she's got a very simple process, and you kind of go through and you learn how to do it, and it, it's absolutely fantastic, and it's really changed my life. So Byron Katie, A Mind at Home with Itself. Love it. Where were you five years ago? By the way, this is my favorite <laughs> question that I ask almost every single guest that comes on the show. Because what I, what I find is that uh, sometimes five years ago, some of them hadn't even thought about real estate. I know you've been doing it for 20 years, so I'm really curious where you're going to go. And then the other part of this same question is, where will you be in five years? What's your vision? Where do you plan to be? Yeah, uh, Five years ago, I was a full-time lawyer and a part-time real estate investor educator. 
Uh, five years from now, I will only own a law firm. I won't be doing any legal work. I'll have staff and my associate attorneys doing all the legal processing, and I'll be a full-time investor and real estate educator. Perfect. How do you give back? Like, What's your way of giving back to the community or to others? Yeah, about, uh, about six or seven years ago, a group of investors, uh, they were clients of mine, and I'm friends with all my clients. I, we just have fun doing this. Uh, but seven of us got together and started a foundation called the Magnificent Seven Foundation based on the movie. Uh, and so what we do is uh, we partner with other nonprofit organizations. Last year, we did Teen Suicide. The previous year, we, we raised funds for Puerto Rico. And so we, we, we hold the fundraiser. So we pull in the people, we pull in the money, and then we, we donate that directly to whatever uh, nonprofit we're doing for that year. And we do that every fall in October, and it's a great event. It's a lot of fun, and it raises money for, uh, for charities. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. What was the Fantastic Seven? The, <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent. Yes. All right. Yeah, there's a movie. Go it. check out the movie. <laughs> All right. So we kind of talked about that you're coming out with this course that you, you've created uh, that'll help other people, and it's very affordable. Um, how do people find you or find your content online? What's the best very way? Very easy. R-E-I-MasteryU.com. I'm typing Very it honest. out right now and okay. uh, making sure that I have it accurate. That is so accurate. It's, it's even the way I spell it. <laughs> perfect. R-E-I mastery, the letter U, dot com. Yep. Jeff, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate the creativity that you put toward the legalities of real estate investing. I learned a ton from you. The listener, I'm sure, learned a ton from you. Great. I will let you go. <laughs> I'll let you go for now. But until next time, my friend, keep thinking outside the box. What's up, podcast listeners? I hope you're getting a ton of value from the episodes that we keep dropping daily all month of August as we promote the Raising Money Summit. I bet you anything you've already gotten your tickets. I assume you're coming, and I cannot wait to see you there. I'm going to let you hear from a couple more of the speakers that are going to be on stage at this event right here, right now. Check them out, and I'll see you on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Hi, I'm Ellie Perlman, and I've noticed that most people, most investors, don't know how to create a systemized funnel and work really hard to raise capital. Now, real estate is, is a hard work. Nobody says otherwise. But I have found a way to build a, to build a really you know, robust and really um, easy system that generates hot leads straight to me. Investors are reaching out to me on a weekly and sometimes on a daily basis. So I'm able to add between three and five investors to my investor list every week. And that's with minimum effort. So on the summit, I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to give you the blueprint and the step-by-step plan on how you can do the same. So you can generate hot leads of investors reaching out to you on a weekly basis with minimum effort. If you know how to do it right, it's a lot of fun. And it's not as hard as you think. Hi, I'm Gene Trowbridge, and I'm really excited about being at Adam Adams' uh, presentation on October 3rd through the 5th. I got to tell you something that's happening to me that I'm going to talk about when I'm at that presentation. I go to um, all sorts of events. I'm one of the preeminent uh, securities attorneys in the country, and people stop by my booth and they pick up a business card. 
Two days later, I get a solicitation from them to invest in their deal. That's totally illegal. I need to tell you about how you should not do that. My best legal advice to you is don't do that. You don't have a pre-existing relationship with me. You don't have a substantive relationship with me. I'm going to talk about all that. And it's not just me you're soliciting illegally. It's all the other people that you haven't built the right foundation with before you go ahead and ask them to invest. So be sure to be there early on the first day to hear me talk about this because I'm going to keep you out of trouble and then be there at the end of the last day where Jillian Sedoti, my partner, is going to give you a rock star performance that you cannot afford to miss. So I'll see you in Denver, October 3rd through the 5th. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Pili Yerusi from Yerusi Holdings. I am so honored to be speaking at the Raising Money Summit coming up in October. Um, at the summit, I'm going to talk to you about how focus gives you more success and how your passive investors will see that and trust you even more because of that, because you have the focus. I mean, all of us know that as investors, if we see that our fellow fellow investor is focused, is clued into exactly what they want and how they're going to get it, we see that and we are attracted to that. So, I mean, think think about that in the passive investor side. They know what they're looking for and they see it in you if they see the focus in you. And Finding this focus was really, really difficult. Jason and I, my husband and I, went from A to B, which was me getting my real estate license. We started flipping and wholesaling. And I found out that flipping and wholesaling, at least for us, was a job. We weren't investing our time wisely. But we learned how to do real estate. We learned more about the business doing that. We got into small multifamilies. We found a couple in in Indiana that gave us permission to look out of state, look further than than our hometown with within like that 30 minute circumference that we were driving to, to do our flips. We found that permission to look further. So from that, Jason saw the possibility of going bigger. Of course, at that point I was like, Oh no, I don't, I can't let me, let me just focus in on this. Let me, we'll do our flipping and wholesaling and we'll do our small multifamily, but doing a hundred units, 500 units at a time. Wait, what? That's actually possible. And we found out that it was. So a year, two years later, we're trying to do everything at once. And we just, we just figured out that we can't. And we came to the decision that we're not going to do that anymore. We started dismantling our other businesses and we focused on multifamily. And we are on the way up because of it. And I want to show you exactly how we did it and our story that drove us to the point that we are at now where we are all in on multifamily, on large multifamily and finding and offering people the opportunity to join us. So again, this is Pili Yerusi for the Raising Money Summit. So honored to be going there and so honored to meet you. Bye now.
Hi, I'm Kathy Fetke, co-CEO of Real Wealth Network, and we started raising money for syndications back in 2009, so I guess you could say it's my 10-year anniversary. Uh, we did some things very wrong in the beginning, and we are doing them very right today. Unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of new syndicators make the mistakes that I made in the beginning and, and mistakes that are way worse than I could ever have dreamed up. So I'm excited, so excited that this event is happening, um, that I can come and teach people how to really build a business that will be there for the long term um, and that investors will just, just be waiting in great anticipation for your next deal and have money set aside that they can't wait to send you.